Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. No balls ass. A lot of shit went down last week, trading-wise. And we saw the mix-up of a few teams, the desperation of a few teams, and the playoffs are very uh, approaching us very quickly. So in that, we saw desperation moves from Dewey, myself, Ian, and JB. When I had Christian over for dinner last week, we talked about the trades that I did with both Ian and JB, and he was like, dude, my thing is, they're your competition. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that is true, but I do have to look out for my team. Um, I think in that one, I think I won the JB trade question mark and I think Ian won the trade with me in fact I'm just gonna before I go into this because I'm sure you're all dying to fucking know that trade was one that here's why I did it so first off I get actual anxiety from trading when I see it I get my heart races I get super nervous and uh, if this was a flight or fight or flight situation I would flee if a lion's coming at me I'm fucking dead because I would have paused so thinking of that and thinking of the my teams etc it's like I gotta get get over that I did that whole podcast with Chuck last week and the trade machine and talking about it and then it was like you know what it's time to just fucking do this I see that Ian's making me an offer I see JB's making me an offer I pull it up although in each like Separately, I don't know if I would have done either trade. Together, I kind of liked them for my team, and I did get a win. So, I, uh, you know, I, I hated trading Giannis. Um, I needed an upgrade in point guard. Chris Paul could be coming back this week. If he plays well, who knows? If he gets injured again, we'll see. If I make the playoffs, it was all worth it, but I get over that anxiety. I got over it like it was so real that I had to talk to my wife about it. I'm like, look, I get actually like tense and anxious when this kind of stuff comes up. What do you think I should do? And she's like, just just trade it. Implication or uh, maybe what what I she was really saying is like, dude, this is uh, pretend. <clears throat> I'm like, you that's what you think it's pretend. To me, it's real real. Anyway, the I would like to apologize to Dewey because, and this is. Uh, my fault, but it felt like when I was five and uh, these kids in my neighborhood would come over and anytime I got new baseball cards, they'd come over and knock on the door and ask my parents, like, hey, is, uh, is Tom there? They'd be like, um, yeah. And they're like, oh, can we play with him? And they're like, uh, I guess. And they're like, oh, can you tell him to bring his baseball cards? They're like, um, Sure. So these guys would go, like, on our swing set in the backyard, and they'd be like, hey, we'll give you two Tigers for this guy. And they probably got, like, all my good cards. I think in 85 was, like, a Frank Thomas rookie that's not worth a lot. They probably got three of them off me. Anyway, that's what it felt like trading with Ian. And I feel really bad for Dewey because Ian's logic, I was supposed to have Buddy healed in the trade. Ian pulled him back, said he needed the games, talked about how he'd be getting two from Gasol and two from Simmons. So he waits, sends it to me right before I'm leaving work, let alone, didn't know, 
London games going on. Then very suspiciously, like two minutes after the trade, he's like, oh, by the way, I didn't know about the London game. I don't know. Maybe calling bullshit on that one. But anyway, it did have an implication in the playoffs. So what I want to do this week is just quick look at the standings, talk about the remaining schedules, and then go from there. So in first, we have Christian at 10-4. and four. Uh, On a four-game winning streak, my prediction is that in these last four games, he goes three and one, ending up at thirteen and five. We have Andy at nine and five, and he uh, is like he lost this past week, but he'll probably bounce back. I think he also goes three and one, ends up twelve and six. We have Stacks on a one-game losing streak, getting throttled by your favorite host, Pod Tom, uh, to being you know one of the three teams in third at eight and six. I think Stacks goes, well, he made a great trade for Butler. I think Stacks goes three and one, ends at 11 and seven. Sean is on a two-game losing streak after somehow getting lucky and beating me. He's also at eight and six, trending down, made some trades, does have Russ, not sure. Drummond's out, we'll see. I think Sean loses this week. I think Sean goes one and three, ends up at nine and nine. Kyle, four game losing streak. LeBron could be back. Kyle's trying to trade his team. We all know how well that worked last year. He's at eight and six. I kind of see him losing his next four games or at best going one and three. He's got a tough schedule playing Andy, Christian, Dewey, and then Andy at the end of the year. I think it really. Uh, we're really going to see in that one, what did we get from Dewey and Andy? Kyle's best shot, I think, is going 2-2, two and two, most likely 1-3, and three, potentially 0-4. Oh uh, I'm going to say he goes 1-3 and three and also ends 9-9. Nine and nine. Then we have Dan. Dan is at 7-7, seven seven, one last week. And his last four games are against Christian, Dewey, Sean, and Christian again. I see Dan going three and one, ending at ten and eight. Then we have Adam. Adam's sitting at seven, seven and seven, which is probably, you know, like some drink thing that he wants. He did fucking forget that he hung out with me, even though we had a great time recording a podcast. Uh, maybe one of us was a bit too stoned at that uh, dinner. Just kidding. Uh, but Adam has stacks, me, Ian, and Chuck. So Adam has the most interesting path to the playoffs. He could be in, he could be out, but he really, truly decides his fate. Stacks kind of needs needs a bounce-back win here, especially after that trade, both for his pride and his team. But then Adam plays me, and then the trade deadline, I think, is in Week 17 when he's playing Ian, and then he ends in the battle of the league equivalent of the Battle of the Bastards, Adam and Chuck. And... I don't know. I see Adam going, I was thinking two and two, but I think it's actually, yeah, I'll give him two and two. I think he beats uh, Chuck and then either gets lucky against Stax or Ian, but I think Adam also ends at nine and nine. Then we have myself sitting at six and eight, really, uh, really fucked up early on. A couple of the trades I made in desperation mode, they didn't work out. I should have gone bigger or kept a few guys. Anyway, I'm on a two-game win streak. 
doing just fine in points four. I also kind of decide my fate. This week I'm playing Chuck, uh, who hasn't used any moves yet, oddly. Then Adam, then Andy, and then Sean. This is kind of a, t- a tough one. So I think I win the next two weeks against Chuck and Adam. Andy, I always suck against. And then Sean, I could be going up against my league nemesis to get in the playoffs. I'm thinking I go 2-2, two and two, which would put me at 8-10. and 10. So I'm going to change that to go... Th- I think I go 3-1. and one. I'm also at 9-9. Nine and nine. Then we have Ian. Ian, the formidable foe with the Giannis-Embiid combination on a one-game winning streak. He's at six and eight, really should be five and nine. And I think if Ian, you know, has any dignity, he'll petition the league to give Dewey the win for last week. On, uh, I don't know. I think you should, Ian. But Ian plays Sean, Stax, Adam, and Dewey. Uh, Sean seems to rise to the occasion when he plays Ian. I think that Sean's going to really try and bring it this week. Uh, Stax and Ian always seem to have battles. Uh, I kind of have a feeling Adam's going to fold against Ian, and Ian will dominate Dewey. But Ian is on a pretty hot streak. He's making tons of moves and seems totally in, so I'm going to give him a 3-1. and one. I think he also ends at 9-9. Nine and nine. Then we have Chuck. Chuck is sitting at 6-8, and eight, desperately trying to sell people on KD being a lot better than he is. Um... Chuck was talking in the pod last week about how with Chris Paul, I should hang on and because he's never been lower. It's kind of like that with KD. He's got cousins in there. The other guy's doing just fine. And he might have to make some major moves. We all know that Chuck is very capable of making moves. So he could just do it. He plays, he plays your favorite host, Pod Tom, then Andy, then Christian, then the Battle of the Bastards. So he's got a really tough road. Knowing Chuck, I think he I think he pulls out two of those. I think he somehow beats maybe he he gets the win against Christian. Christian just tries to trade for a better team. And then he beats his brother-in-law, loses to me and Andy. That would put him at 8 and 10 out of the playoffs. Then we have JB whose chances of making it, he has to go 4-0, which I don't see happening. JB sitting at five and nine, already thinking about defending his tight, his uh, toilet bowl championship, which I love. JB, thanks for that. Uh, he's got he's playing Dewey, Sean, Stacks, and then for some reason Stacks again. So I got JB going zero and four to finish the year, finishing at five and uh, thirteen, just get priming his team for the toilet bowl. Keep that trophy, buddy. And then we have Dewey. Dewey, oh Dewey. Love when you contribute. Love hearing you talk about anything. You got a great voice for radio. Uh, love what you did uh, last week's Sunday. Really wish you would have pulled it out. But Dewey's sitting at 4 and 10. He's got JB, Dan, Kyle, and Ian. I see him beating JB and then maybe really going for it against Kyle getting a win and ending up at uh, two and two that would put him at six and 12 also out of the playoffs so 
what I see is I see a few of us uh, nine and niners and that the points for are going to matter quite a bit. So I guess those waiver moves really mean a lot. So MVP season is nearly upon us. And I just want to make a case for the commish as you're thinking about where to put your vote. So the last poll as of this recording had our votes going this way. Kyle received six. Christian received four. Tom received one. Dewey received one. Now, I think that, uh, you know, Kyle, Kyle getting this, getting six votes is great. He is undoubtedly the most improved. When you hear people talking awards in the NBA, everyone is pretty much universally saying that Pascal Siakam is going to be getting that award, and they're talking about that a ton. Great. He's improved a lot. He's a great player, showing stuff. Could be an all-star, if not this year, the next couple. That's fine. But if we jump the gun and put Siakam as MVP, I think we all would agree that that's not quite the move. And well, Kyle has really stepped up his game and has had, you know, probably an all-star caliber season. I don't think it's MVP. But this is not just a, it's not a diss track. It's not a, it's not a LaCabo smooth diss track on a player. Kyle, I commend you. What you've done is great. The energy you bring, I really appreciate. I think, uh, you know, we feed on it. We need you. But let's not confuse that gentleman with the most valuable player. Raise your hand if you've hung out in person with Christian during the course of the season. I've got my hand up. He's facilitated so many group hangs, often doing live pods at them. He's invited not only us, he's invited our families. I've brought my, I've brought my little boy, good old E, to like three or four drive games. I brought friends and their kids to drive games to hang out. He brings most of us there. Often it includes some kind of hang before or after. Many of the times that I've hung out, the commish has been there. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, Christian is the type of guy who's so humble that he's not going to just do this big showy campaign for himself even though he easily could. So I want to make just this, this quick case for him. Okay, Kyle's best contents is the, uh, the no balls ass anthem, which is fucking awesome. Kyle, you killed it. But Christian was featured on that. Christian was a hype man, brought some energy. It was good before. Christian made it better. Which feels a little bit uh, unfair to say to Kyle. I'm just saying Christian was very important to that. In the pod about it, Christian was there. Kyle invited him to be there. Christian made it better. That's what an MVP does. Also, this past year, because uh, one of the guys in our fantasy football league didn't want to play fantasy football, JB, love you, respect your decision, I took over his commish. I tried to do what our boy here does by setting up a few polls, and I'd be lucky if two people voted. And I always fucking voted. So that meant sometimes one other person did. Sometimes there was one total vote, and it was me. Here, your boy gets, like, at least 10 every time, often getting 12. 
Christian is very active in the text thread, bringing many like good topics of conversation. And I challenge you to do this. If Kyle throws something out there, how many responses does it get? I mean, maybe a few. Christian probably responds. If Christian throws something out, it gets like 10 or 12 responses because that's what an MVP does. So due to the content he brings, due to the fact that he brings us all together, due to the fact that he's a great fucking commissioner of this league, not to mention the fact that he has the best team by a full game at this point, and he doesn't look to be slowing down at all. And he's brought some pretty damn good content for the pod. So for those reasons, I throw, I nominate Christian, a.k.a. the commish, for MVP, and I think he, he should be like a unanimous decision. What up? What up? What up? It's Shawnee B coming at you. You know, you know who Shawnee B is. Former MVP coming at you. 2019 projected champ. Let it be known. Thank you, Tom, for having me on the pod today. I just want to talk a little bit about the league, about what's going on, about my team. I know the thread's been a little soft lately. Uh, Thank you, Chuck, for pointing that out. Um, I think we can change that today. That's my goal. So uh, let's get into my team a little. Um, Kawhi, see you later. It was a good run, but... Enjoy sitting out all those games for JB. I think he needs a rest. JB's team's been worked hard this year. I just think Kawhi is like, you know what? I'm on JB's team. I can wrestle the toilet bowl. It's nice. And thank you, JB. He needed that. I love Kawhi. But you know what I love better? Westbrook running my show. What's he got? 60 tonight? No big D. Anywho, um... Enjoy playing Chuck in the toilet bowl. I hope you guys have fun. Um, let's get into it. Drummond, Miritich, Levine, Westbrook. I mean, if that isn't a championship written all over it, I don't know what does. So, um, yeah, I'll see you guys in the championship. Um, Stacks, don't hate on me, bro. I know you wake up grumpy on Mondays. It's fine. I don't know why. I think you stay up too late. Maybe the weed doctor doesn't serve you on Mondays. But, like, it's fine, dude. Like, you can hate me on Mondays, but you love me on Tuesday through Thursday. And that's all I care about. Um, On another note, it's come to my attention that... It's prime time. That's prime MVP time. And as you know, the creator of content, uh, Shawnee B, is the original MVP. The MVP award wouldn't exist without me. As I believe it to be true, it was created for me. Therefore, it deserves to be in my hands. 
And I've caught a little wind based on polls and just flat from the league that there was a little bitty itty bitty rap song that was created this year by a certain player named Kyle Witty, not so witty, uh, that everybody was like, oh, cool, let's give him the MVP. Well, I got news for you, Kyle. I'm coming at your neck. I'm coming at that MVP. You got nothing on me. Yeah, that was a wrap, dude. I can do it all day. In my sleep, matter of fact. I don't need a studio. I just got my little iPhone here. And that's all it takes. Because I got something coming that you ain't never seen before, that the league's never seen before. Because guess what? It takes more than a rap song to be the MVP. It takes swag. It takes wins. Speaking of wins, I got eight, by the way. There's like several people in this league that don't have eight wins. Kyle, you're lucky you got eight because I've been carrying you all season. Without my love, without my gratitude, without my pointers, without my good words, without my recommendations, there's probably no way you have eight wins. Maybe, but that's if people tanked on you. And the only people tanked on this league are Chuck. And you can't play Chuck every week, let's be honest. So, with that being said, I'm going for the ring. I'm going for the MVP. I got big things coming. And Kyle, no more carrying you, bro. Your team's trash. You need a whole album to wipe me out. I'm coming at your neck. Hollywood, Shawnee B, out. Ball, NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw.